Tuesday edition sports cards nonsense with me and you. People yep. are excited. That's uh, all I need to know. First thing of note, no costume this week. You got a lot of good reviews last week with the... I uh, I don't want to burn it out. You know, like, I only have so many costumes in the house right now. Like, granted, yes, do I have a closet of costumes? Of course, I'm a grown man who wouldn't. I don't have enough to supply two shows a week by every week. You know, it just won't. It's not feasible. Man, I don't... Sports do cards do, nonsense! Do we, we want to do the show still? Okay, fine. I mean, that's that's fair. You, you, I thought, like, you really gave the people what they wanted. Now you're ripping that from their grasp. Is that... Any, I don't know if you know this. Our ratings are fine. They're not great. Yeah, they're and good. You're, you're, good, you're adding great. something in and then just tearing it away. I'm, I'm this leaving is, them... This is subtraction by, sub, subtraction by subtraction. George Costanza. George Costanza always leaving one more. Can we get Jason Alexander on the show? I'm excited. I'm Corey. You heard him. Corey's on it. Seinfeld, greatest greatest sitcom of all time. Hey, welcome back after I the have, weekend. I had a good weekend. Yeah, dogs. Yeah, Ooh, uh, dog park episode. I know people. That's why oh, people are really tuning gosh. in here. I brought both dogs there. Me and my wife on Saturday. Ma- absolute madhouse. First of all, real quick. This thing is so it's divided into under twenty five pounds, over twenty five pounds. But the uh-huh. big side is closed down for. Uh, repairs it's grass and like a ramp i don't know what we're doing there but fine so everybody's just in the little dog side okay griffy the little brown dog is 30 pounds brady the dominating tan dog is uh 40 pounds so they're not huge anyway and they're golden doodles like super friendly this lady had a shepherd in there who was not that friendly they had like a half muzzle thing on it Uh uh-huh him and brady got a little scrap over the ball intense game of fetch brady Uh don't play that Uh i thought for sure when this thing snapped at brady he was going to cower so the dog knocked him backwards. Brady, like, kind of lunged back, a little thrown off. Soon yeah. as the dog looked away, lunged at his neck, got a big yelp out of the shepherd. I have oh. not been so proud of my boy since we got him. Oh, my. Hannah I was mean, like, go over I can't I believe like, that. that. I wouldn't see Brady doing such a thing. He's but a goat, for man. Him. You give him the name Brady, you got to stand up for yourself. I was so. sure after he got fixed, all his fighting days were over. We may have cut his manhood off, but he have not not his soul though. He's still got his spirit. So, all right, let's um, go ahead and start the show. Uh, let's over. start recording we're now. Start right, oh, we're starting start over. Right, that was ep- that was episode twelve. Dog park updates. Yep. Which, Thank you. Quite frankly, I would rather talk about the most of the show news we have yeah. today. <laughs> big show. Uh, get some NBA stuff. We're going to talk about a little MLB. Some big injuries and returns from injuries since we've been on. A couple of one on one segments too. Not every PSA ten is created equal. We're going to talk about this because this came up in the Facebook group and some real ridiculously stupid comments. So I want to address that. Check out my cards. COMC is another thing. We talked about Starstock, who's kind of doing it, but doing it a lot better. Man, somebody asked a question about them in the Facebook group. They are getting lit up. We got our straight cash homie, of course, which is when you will shine. And then the big release today, by the time you listen to the show, Tops NFT releases tomorrow. Of course, we're recording on Monday. But top series one NFT releases tomorrow on Tuesday. Darren Ravel is going to join us. I still don't know the connection with him and Tops, but he's like the spokesman of some kind. So that's who we got. So he can answer questions. I've got. I it. was hoping for David Ortiz. I don't, was Poppy not available? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe when he's Ravel, coming on with so him. when Ravel jumps in, we're going to do it live time. We'll just cut over to him, finish up our show after. So perfect. That's it. I got nothing else to say. We talk. Well, dogs. then if 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 we're no good. more dog talk, are you you're sure? I don't have anything for else to say. Period. So Golden Doodle. All right. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. 
So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. We're jumping in. Big picture, Eastern teams on the move. What do we got, Mike? Now, I'm accused often of being a hometown, a homer, biased for my boys in green, the Celtics. No. I'll be honest, though. I don't think we talk about the Celtics all that often on here. I will say. Make a conscientious effort not to. No, you've done good. That team is heating up. It's a weird scene in the East because you've got the the three teams. I I still don't think we're going to see anybody moving to the one, two, or three seed. Philly, Brooklyn, uh, uh, Milwaukee, those are going to be your top three seeds. So if you're two and three, it's tough because you're going to have to play each other and then whoever the one seed is. I still think there's some buys there. You know, Embiid, hmm. a guy I don't personally like, but if you're if you think he's going to do something, people say Philly's coming out of the East. Load up, uh, Kevin Durant. I like Kevin Durant has a thigh contusion. Um, more your world than mine, but that's fine. He got a knee in the th- <laughs> how? How is it thigh? <laughs> how is that my world? world? Uh, Durant got kneed on a drive to the hoop the other night. Uh, mm. I, I think it's just. I, I think he's going to be back next game. Quite frankly, he sat out that game. He may miss one. They said, but he, he's going to be fine. I still think he's a good buy. Okay, Giannis. I still feel like so. The, so the top dogs for those three teams: Janis, Kevin Jeans. Durant, yep. Embiid. I still like because the three see the top three teams in the East. I still think are going to win multiple, at least one series, probably two for the majority of them. So okay. I still think there's room there. But the Celtics have been cruising. I asked you if you could look up some Tatum numbers. I don't know if you did that. It looks like you did. I, you, have, you have a glow of confidence about. Tatum. I feel really good because we don't have dead air because we've had comments. No dead air, straight stats, homie. What's your question? <laughs> Give me Tatum's last like ten games, uh, particularly his ten. last like four or five. He has been on a streak. Uh, last ten games, we have uh, assists three point five, rebounds eight point four, with an average of twenty nine points. Not too he, shabby. He went off the other day for forty. There was a stat too. He just tied Larry Bird's record. Or I didn't pay a whole lot of attention yesterday, quite frankly. You may be able to find that quick. He tied Larry Bird for the most time scoring 40 under the age of 25 or something. I don't I didn't even, I didn't even look, but the fact that it's just him and Larry, never a wow. bad thing. You know, last year, the Celtics and Heat, that was your Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, the Celtics, I like the coach. You know, they haven't been clicking all season. Marcus Smart's back now, which is huge. Kemba kind of finding his place late in games. If that team ever were to get healthy... The reason I bring this up, too, another buddy who's been helping us out with the show, Stuart, he had some numbers about Tatum because Tatum's kind of been chill all year. Obviously, the COVID stuff early, and it just seemed like he just kept saying he was still fighting it off, couldn't get over it, wasn't his normal self. So last year during the playoffs, his PSA 10 Prism rookie, so that's 2017, Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about that in a second, too, because him and Spider are both 2017. Those things were topping out about 800 to 850. Mm -hmm. They had fallen as far as like 575 to 600, recently 575 pretty recent yeah this little streak he's been on they're all over 650 now and, and quite frankly by the time you hear the show after yesterday's game i don't think you're going to be able to touch that card under 700 really tatum's still a solid buy um guys often ask too you know i'm a celtics guy do i go jalen brown tatum 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 is the elite scorer that's what's going to move the needle in the hobby i think brown's a great player but if i'm going one even at 700 dollars, i don't hate the tatum buy right now because come playoffs they're a weird, I, I don't know what spot they're going to sneak in at, but they're going to be competitive. I hope they don't match up against Brooklyn. I still think that's their worst matchup. But I think they, I actually think they could beat Milwaukee playing like this. And I'm a homer anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to go put my bird jersey on. I think they could beat Milwaukee or Philly possibly. 
And if that happens, that team, and Tatum in particular, his numbers are going to jump. I mean, we saw it last year. It's going to be the same thing this year. That, that's a that's that's an intriguing gamble there. If you if you start loading up on Tatum again, so do you you think that he's undervalued right now? Do you think he will eclipse where he was before, like when he was back in the eight hundred dollar range? So if they came out and beat a, beat one of the top three teams or had a real competitive series, even if they lose, but he's playing, you know, averaging thirty five points, they're they're mm-hmm. going to game six, game seven, because of the state of the hobby right now. I think he'd surpass that eight hundred dollar mark. So if you could get in at seven hundred bucks wow. and move for eight eight fifty in a couple of weeks, man. But I also that have a record more you co- were referring to, by the way, is he is the first Celtics player to score fifty three or more points since Larry Bird scored sixty points in nineteen eighty five. Sixty still the record. He did it like a week after McHale broke it. We've talked about that. That was kind of cool. Larry just didn't care. Super competitive. You he know Larry he's so cool. Oh, Larry, Larry Bur- from Massachusetts. Larry, wh- no, That's not Webb, Larry Bird, other guy. Oh, both my, very athletic. No. Yep. Both great very. jump shots on both of them. There <laughs> no you one go. will understand that joke. Continue. The other team in the East that's getting strange, and they kind of did this last year too, sneaking in, the Miami Heat. Um, what Do you have their stand? Where are they at in the standings? Uh, Miami Heat is seventh in the Eastern Conference, it looks like. Okay. Um, They're all pretty close, though, aren't they? Like teams, four, I think the Hawks are actually pulling away with spot four. But in terms of like games back, four, five, six, seven, eight, who do you got? Uh, As of got this morning, Monday afternoon. Four is Atlanta Hawks, Boston Celtics, New York Knicks, and then Miami. Uh, so and what's then the, eight is what's the difference? Martin. What's the difference between Miami's record and, and Atlanta? How many games back are they from Atlanta? Um, Atlanta, they are 31 wins and Miami's 29 wins. Okay, so there's a game there. How many losses? Uh, they've got 26 for Atlanta, 28 for Miami. So they're two games back. Yeah. Total. Yeah. Miami is a, is a weird team, especially if Miami snuck into that four spot. If that's the case, you don't want to be the five spot. I just think Miami's doing what they did last year. We haven't talked about Miami a whole lot. Bam just had the game winner last night. Jimmy Butler has still shown in a series. He can be a dominating number one. Bam at a Bayou has been, I mean, at times, especially in the playoffs when the light shines, unbelievable. Tyler Hero gave us moments like that last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. I've been down on Tyler Hero all year because he spiked mm-hmm. super high in the finals, Eastern Conference Finals last year. He had nowhere to go but down. He wasn't going to do this for 70 games this year. Mm-hmm. But you start getting to like late April, early May, that Miami team starts to look weird. I, I, I don't think they're breaking into the top three, and I wouldn't spend any money on Jimmy Butler. Butler's been around too long. His, his hobby needle is not going to move right now. Okay. But Bam and Tyler Hero, I think, are both guys, too. I'd give it another week or two. I think those are both guys whose hobby value could move. And especially as we get toward the playoffs, because that's a team I think that's going to... I wouldn't be shocked to see them crawl up in the standings. Again, you don't, and you probably need to. You don't want to face one, two, or three first round if you can help it. But, okay. Yeah, I, I do. I like those guys. I, I, the Heat team's good. They're well-coached. they got a deep bench. Duncan Robinson hits, like, I mean, quietly is having a, another year where he just doesn't miss shots. He's just a weird dude. I mean... Just yeah, just it's just a talented team that I think is just like, hey, let's get to the playoffs. And they feel like that. I honestly think that's a team they feel like they could beat whoever. So yeah, we're always gonna talk about the big names on the big teams. Yeah. But I'm starting to get close. I'm not there yet, but I'm starting to get close to Tyler Hero, Bam. Hmm. Even someone like Kemba, I'm a little bit reluctant to start buying into his stuff. But if Boston gets hot, he's a guy we could see some value because he's been forgotten. And then of course Tatum, who's a little bit next level than those guys. 
I think Tatum, as we get closer to the playoffs, is going to be another guy you're going to see start to spike. And if this streak continues where he's putting up 40 and 50 at, at will, it's going to get weird. So Now, you you said in your overall pick for playoff win is Clippers, right? No, I like the Nets. Nets. So the Nets You're are in Nets. the Eastern. I like the Nets and the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to get healthy out That's west. That's right. But so, the Clippers are another team we haven't talked about. I mean, well, Clippers I mean, may Clip- sneak in as the one seed. They, with, I know that I've been seeing them come up. But where mm-hmm. do you see Miami in comparison with the Nets uh, as far as like in-game playoffs go? That's why no. you don't want to match up. So if the, if they okay. so you're gonna so spots again. Most of our listeners know this, but if you don't, some new guys. So seven is gonna play ten. Eight is gonna play nine. One game mm-hmm. playing. There's your final seed. So Brooklyn, I think, is probably gonna go in again. It, those three guys are so close up top. Whatever Brooklyn is, I don't want to be mm-hmm. playing them first round. So if they're one, you don't want to be the eight seed. I would rather play Philly because Philly has not gotten it done in the playoffs. I know we hate Philly because we're I'm a Boston fan. It's just true. They haven't done it in the playoffs. I don't want to play Philly. I'd rather play Milwaukee or Philly okay. than I would the Nets. So I think a lot of it's going to come down to seeding. But I think that I think you're going to see the Heat really climb up. So, okay. and then Spider out west. That was oh poor guy. Now his news. It doesn't look like it's serious, right? Nothing That's broken. What I've heard. Yeah. Did you pull up the? Oh, you know what? Actually, I have the report right here. I'm sorry. I, I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh, he left the game against the Pacers on Friday. Yeah. So Emma, nothing structural. Probably going to, you know, I think that's a team too. I wouldn't be shocked if they hold them out a little bit longer. At this point, seeding is important in the West, but it's probably more important you just get the dude back healthy. So, and the way the Suns and Clippers are winning, they were going to catch you anyways. Let him sit, let him get healthy. So, mm-hmm. uh, other big news, jump into the MLB side of things. Oh. Mr. Tatis. Ferdinand, oh, Ferdinando. not as serious? Fernando Tatis. Yeah, that was cool. See him, he came back when? He come back um, Saturday? Yes. Uh, no, Friday. Friday. Okay. Uh, had a big series with the Dodgers. Uh, they won last night, too. So nice to see him back. Mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna, on the other hand, not oh. back. He left the game yesterday, abdominal strain. Do me a favor. Check up the Acuna news right, real quick. Okay. Um, I didn't see anything serious. That it was kind of like they were just waiting. He actually got pulled off the base path, or he scored and then just didn't come back in uh, in, yes, in Sunday's game. That's a that's something to definitely keep an eye on. Um, he is on an unbelievable clip right now. The only thing about that is if if this is a minor injury where he misses some time, and for I don't even think you're going to see his numbers fall because of how hot he started. But if they do at all, I would just buy anything Acuna right now. He, he's just so good, and again, for some reason, his pricing is below Tatis and Soto. So I just don't think you can go wrong with the kid right now. What do you okay. see about him? Anything breaking news for him or no with the um, injury? Oh, about the injury itself? Um, just says, uh, no. I mean, it just left the game. Nothing Mild nothing definitive. Strain, nothing yeah. definitive. Okay. So hopefully that's not a big thing. Bellinger's hairline fracture is going to keep him out at least a couple weeks. You know, his numbers have dropped big time. Our, our uh, straight cash only a couple weeks ago was that update card from 2017. Oh, uh, it was can, trading at like 200 bucks or less. Those are going like a buck 50 now so can i be honest i saw someone comment in our facebook group about the bellinger hairline Mm -hmm. this sounds so bad um i thought they were talking about his hairline like his literal receding hairline you're a sports guy that's naturally where your head goes i did not realize there was an injury okay well now we know that now everybody else knows that i'm glad i could be a benefit continue i think you're doing i think you're doing great (laughs) one other quick baseball note Marlins prospect. He was the fourth pick in the 20. 
19 draft class. J.J. Yeah. Bladé, he's a Vandy kid. Looks like he's going to be getting called up soon, pretty soon. His numbers were smoking high when he came out originally last Dece- December of 2019 in that Bowman draft product. Um, if he gets called up, I think his stuff's going to absolutely take off because he has kind of fallen off. So just one prospect I'd be on the lookout for. Uh, I think Bladé stuff is really going to take off. So we're going to keep moving to. I think Ravel's going to be here in a minute. I don't want to keep him waiting. So Okay. Um, do you want to go 101 talk? Let's do 101. Yeah. PS, this came up. This came up in the Facebook group. Guy got a PSA 10 card in. It clearly had a dinged up corner, and guys were like, "Well, it doesn't matter. It's a PSA 10. It's always going to." That is the dumbest thing you will ever hear. Not all PSA 10s are created equal. Now, granted, with vintage, is even more. The difference is even much more of an issue. Greater. For example, if you have a Jim, just to use Jim Brown, because that was the card that got brought up, a Jim Brown PSA 5 could vary a huge amount for a card that is centered and a PSA 5 that is not centered as much. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. it has a qualifier, but look at the actual card. With vintage, centering is more of an indicator of value than anything. A PSA 4 that's way off center as opposed to a centered PSA 4. So yeah, there's going to be other factors. The centered mm-hmm. PSA 4 is going to have worse corners or something else. Mm-hmm. But centering is the biggest determining factor when it comes to money on vintage stuff. Even with new stuff, though, if I'm at a card show and I look at a card in a PSA 10 holder and there's clearly something wrong with it because the grader made a mistake, I'm not mm-hmm. going to buy the card. So these guys saying, well, it doesn't matter, you're buying the holder common sense if you can see an issue and it happens these cards are slabbed by humans human error it's always going to play a part in the process you got to be selective Hmm. a bunch of people in the group though just for some reason like no it's a 10 it doesn't matter of course it matters and no the vintage market doesn't fluctuate just because of the timing of a card selling you could have the exact same jim brown card the same night if one is centered and the other one isn't same grade it's gonna be a huge disparity in price for sure i have a question for you so i send a card in for grading it's a PSA 10. It should be a PSA 10. The grader himself, what if he dings it or, you know, nicks it or whatever? Is he still going to grade it a PSA 10 and just say like, oh, you know, my fault? Oh, no. no. I mean, in general, the card is going to be graded as it sits when it gets put into that holder. Okay. So, I mean, well, then how does it get a 10 if it has a nick or something on it? Human error. Honestly, people are looking for these conspiracy theories and all this other stuff. It's just human error. I think sometimes things simply get missed. I really think that's what it comes down to. Huh. So, okay. um, the other 101, check out my cards is one of these sites. You know, you send your cards in, they kind of help sell, market, they ship it off for you. Similar to the Starstock theory uh, or the Starstock model. Nothing, but this came up in the group yesterday too. We, we always put these feelers out sports cards nonsense. Make sure you're in the Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, all that other crap. Sportscardsnonsense.com, even you can uh, find card services. The reason we put it out is some people were having some major issues, and I started looking at all the pending posts. It was like one after another of people having issues with them. So it's just like anything else in the hobby right now. They're experiencing super high volume. I don't mind that they're falling behind on their intake. Like, hey, I sent cards a month ago. They're not in your system yet. That's fine. Here's the issue. From the guys who were talking in the group yesterday and some of the screenshots I saw, response Mm -hmm. has been terrible, or guys simply are not getting their cards, and like a month later, they're getting refunded for cards they paid for. I'm not going to spend a ton of time digging into it because I don't use the service. I don't know a ton of people who do. I'd just say from what I've seen recently, I'd wait to see some major improvements there before I wasted any time sending how, stuff in to check out my cards. How big is check out my cards? No I clue. know I've seen that. Okay. It's, I mean, it's fairly big. You'll see a market quite a few places. I've seen, yeah. I mean, they have a pretty big reach. 
whatever's going on now, either you need to expand or you need to cut off taking cards in. You need to do something because there's a lot of people irritated about it right now. Hey, for you guys who do use that, uh, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or something. Let us know what your experience has been, positive or negative. Uh, I'd like to get a little more information about that. Back to the white monster, by the way. Did you have that? What happened to the green one? It's a Monday. We don't need to go crazy here. Okay. All right. right, Hit hit your thing because I'm sure Darren's going to be here soon. Beer me that line, Jesse. Straight cash, homie. I have to close my eyes when I do it now because I find I, it. I just, heard that in a few days. It was bad. Do you have it's one? Hard. By the way, I didn't check. I don't. Yeah, yeah I do. I was gonna. Oh. I was gonna psych you out, and I. You I don't. Got one. You do. You do. You yeah. don't. Don't okay. you worry about what I got. At the end of the show, too. Let's save a minute. I want to review some of the stuff that Stewart sent from past picks. Just a few. Okay. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut into your time. Oh, me first. You shine, baby. Shine like the star you are. People are here for you. You All right. A little more traditional. (laughs) I know sometimes I go for the wacky picks. Okay. Funny guy, Jeff. Jeff Gordon, NASCAR. NASCAR. Sure. Number 24. One of the greatest. uh, And a few reports I looked up. He's, yeah, he's ranked in like the top top five for sure. Some have him in top three. Uh, Always always time greatest NASCARs. Of course. Uh, NASCARs, uh, NASCAR drivers, I should Spelled say. Spelled the same way He's, backwards, by the way. Maybe may interested to know. As is your wife's name. Maybe you've, maybe you knew that. Fun Hannah. Fact. Hannah with an H. There you go. Um, that's another shout out for her. That, Score me some points. Uh, I know. Too many. Um, so, 1987, oh. World of Outlaws is his rookie card. Now, here's the thing. He looks like a child in this card. I don't know what the deal is, but it is it is, however, the his highest um price card okay. out there. I think that maybe be due to pop. The population on this, there's um about 120, 122 of them uh PSA tins. The card goes for like twelve hundred dollars um as a PSA hmm. 10. The only thing is the reason why I'm choosing this card in particular is because Jeff Gordon's stuff has been on the move up uh, even past like the February boom that we saw into March. We're starting to see some increases. I wonder now, why. Um, I think the the just the increase in the overall card market in expanding out to some lesser, less popular sports. Um, but that being said, that is a hard card to find. Uh, I did look all over, couldn't find a lot of other ones. The card that I do think you could have more luck with is the 1991 Tracks Dr- Jeff Gordon. It is the, I guess, some people call it the rookie card because he's actually in a uniform, actually racing. You can get this card, uh, PSA 8, right now for about $60. Bucks. Um, these have jumped significantly. Uh, a PSA 9 just uh, a month ago, uh, I'm sorry, two months ago, was going for $59. Now it's going... For $150, um, definitely some opportunity to make a little money because you can find a number of lots of multiple of his cards that are ungraded. Granted, you know, you can get an eye for it. Like Mike said, centering is very important. Some of them aren't perfect, but uh, you could, I think, definitely make a little bit of money because the uh, raw cards are not there. They're, lots of them are like, I think, 10 bucks for like five cards or something. So you're so. in on Jeff Gordon. That's what I'm hearing. I'm in on Jeff Gordon. I uh, think I'm going to save my picks. Okay. That, that, that took a little time, which is good. I like your I like you put a little context with it. So I'm going to save my two picks for after the Ravel interview. We'll talk some tops NFT. Let's add Darren in, and then me and you can come back for this at the end of the show. All right, let's do it. 
All right, so now we're joined by Darren Ravel. Uh, he's going to talk a little Tops NFT and show off some of his stuff here, too. I'm, I'm told some Jackie Robinson pieces. Appreciate you joining us, Darren. How you doing? It's good to be here. Awesome. Good deal. Hey, so first, I got to ask, what is the connection with you and Tops? I'm actually not super clear on this whole. So so I've worked with Tops occasionally over the years and uh, gotcha. certainly covering covering NFTs uh, and, and helping them promote it here. Um, but you know, NFTs have obviously changed in my world, um, as a collectible, I've been covering a ton of this stuff, um, and kind of working with tops to get the word out. Nice. Cool. So series one comes out by the time you listen to the podcast this Monday afternoon, we're recording. This comes out Tuesday. Tuesday is the day. April 20th is the release of series one. So what is the, what's kind of the breaking news? What are people looking for on Tuesday? Yeah, so so essentially it's the series 1 from 2021 as a digital uh pack. So you have to have mm -hmm. a wax wallet. Um it releases in 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 wax. Um if you don't know what that is, that's you know one of the places that you can have a wallet and um uh, you get for five bucks, you get six cards for, uh, what a hundred bucks, you get 45 cards. So there's a standard and premium pack. And, uh, you know, for people who really feel like they need to go digital, this is an option. I feel like tops, um, has to do this, but I would also say that for people who know tops did bunt, uh, early mm -hmm. on, they did, they did e tops in 2000. Um, yeah. I first started covering, so um, it's not like digital is new. It's just for someone who uh, you know wants to go along with it. I think they'll sell out pretty quickly. There's uh, about fifty thousand packs of the first and twenty four thousand packs of the premium. Yeah. So, are they going to do it like the Top Shot style, where it's like a queue you get into and they pick them, or how are they, is it just first come first serve first, once first, it's released? First come first serve. Okay. First come first serve. And you know, you, I mean, the Top Shot thing has obviously been, uh, you know, revolutionary. I think you know, covering that, um, people feel like there's it's free money. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that and and I'm trying to figure out from a collector's standpoint, right? I'm trying to figure I out. I hate it. I hate Top Shot. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so. I dislike it because I don't think people are treating it as a real collectible, right? Okay. Like mm -hmm. I think people are treating it as money first. And Absolutely. I, I have a collection and most of the stuff I'd like to, I, I would sell at the right dollars, but it's not dollars first. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, so for me as a collector, who's been collecting since 1985, uh, to me, it seems a little bit off and that it's, it's a cash not grab. real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and honestly, that's what we, I was excited to hear the tops thing because you can't, I mean, I'm sure you know too, like you can't get wax anywhere. You can't go to retail stores anymore for a kid. I love that it's a $5 pack. I just want it to stay that way. I don't want any of these cards or digital moments from tops selling for 20 grand. Right. So, so I, I think, I, I think you hit on something key there, right? So like all these kids who became breakers, Right. And then and there and, and the whole Walmart rush and everything else. And now you're like, how do I get it? You know, the supply mm -hmm. chain is going to change. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I, I haven't liked some of this stuff is, again, if you don't get the kids into it, then you're not going to have a pipeline down the road. Sure. And mm -hmm. and this will be a way in immediately for the kids. And, and well, that's really important to me. It's also a global way. You know, I mean, this is now getting not just the, the United States involved. It's uh, Australia. It's Singapore. It's all these guys that reach out to us on a daily basis. Why can't I get wax? I want something. Well, now you can get involved in the hobby without 
having to deal with a physical card. So I think that is really cool too. There's, they're also doing this cool thing that they're taking a bunch of cards. And then if you got that card, you can burn them or trade them in for a 1952 version of a active player, which I think is also, you know, like a cool idea. Like here are the players where, and you can't get that 52 set anywhere else. So I saw that again, there's, there's, there's a, there's a lot of things out there in this NFT world. Um, that I'm I'm not a, a fan of, but but this makes a lot of sense to me. So yeah. I've got a couple of questions too, Darren, just on specifics. Do you happen to know what time tomorrow, April 20th, do you know what time like you need to start getting in line to one, try and one, get a well, We You got to be ready by 1 p.m. 1 so, p.m. Eastern time? 1 p.m. Eastern time, yes. Okay. And on then, the WAX site, correct? On the WAX site, yes. Okay, so you already and, had and, your and, wallet and, made. And by the way, if you can't remember anything, it's also, they made it a forwarding link, topsmlb.com. So that forwards straight to the WAX. So I would okay. say anyone, make sure you get your WAX wallet ready. Make sure it's set up. Make sure you know, if you've never done it, 30 minutes, an hour ahead of time, figure out what it is, how you're going to get it, yep. and then you're good. Now, a lot of people uh, pointed out, because last time I think I said that you had to purchase with the wax coin, but I, I believe I'm mistaken because I keep seeing places say that you have to buy with a credit card uh, initially. You, can buy, Is that you correct? can buy with a credit card on that site. Again, that's that's really what the what the utility is here. And I think mm-hmm. obviously you know, Tops has done other this is their first sports card one, mm-hmm. but they've done it with with others like garbage pail kids. Like yeah. You know, this is like Top Shot. Um, you know, credit card. You you can do credit card. Um, so that that's the key because also, well, although I have a my the one NFTs I've bought is is these horses and that's Ethereum and it's like I'm mm-hmm. not a crypto guy and I'm like, okay, I got to set up a MetaMask wallet as a Chrome yeah. extension. Then yeah. I got to load my Coinbase in, which takes three days. <laughs> then I got to put my Coinbase into my MetaMask wallet. And then, like, it's like, yeah. what? Yeah, that's that's a similar experience to what I went through. Setting I up didn't the understand any of that. And I'm proud of that. Yeah, I know. You know, I, we're I, know. Right. Yeah. I, sold, I sold my Dogecoin Friday. It yeah. was a happy person. <laughs> I went ham on Ethereum yesterday morning. So, uh, um, so. Ugh. What are what are your thoughts about Wax as the the cryptocurrency that they've decided to use? Just because I we did get a question about this from Instagram, uh, Jay Legrandian asked about Wax being such a niche crypto. I don't know how familiar you are with it, but like for instance, I bought a thousand dollars with it worth of it a, a week ago when the announcement came out. They were going to use Wax. It's gone down thirty percent in value. Since that's I bought par for it. the course for you, that's yeah, actually I know, not which, bad. Which I think for I you, did cause because I good. decided to buy it, therefore it went down. So it's 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 inter- it's interesting, right? I mean, like I think people still are not sure about. Well, do you buy stock in something? Do you buy stock in a spac? Do you buy mm-hmm. stock in the coin? I I still think people don't understand. And and to be honest with you, like I have Decentraland coin. Right. So like because I believe in Decentraland, I'm still not sure how the distribution of revenue gets into the coin. Right. Like mm-hmm. if it's what the difference is between a stock and a token. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 Tops obviously had to go with someone. Tops wasn't going to build their own blockchain. So they yeah. had to go with someone that has a current blockchain and Wax has a million users and Wax is I mean that right now that is the natural 
place to go. So that's yeah. all I would say on 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 why wax, you know, makes sense to me at least. So now that Tops is coming out with their NFT, obviously the comparison is to the NBA Top Shot. What do you think that Tops has really learned from the mistakes that maybe Top Shot has made? Uh, so I, I top see top Shot is completely different because we just talked about the wax wallet. Top Shot has their own uh, their their own uh, coin, right? Their own flow blockchain. Mm-hmm. They decided that they wanted to build Dapper Labs decided that they wanted to build their own blockchain, which means that not only are they trying are trying to facilitate this whole thing, but mm-hmm. they're trying to also deal with their blockchain. And mm-hmm. so at least Tops has wax here, right? Yeah. Where there's not, you're not trying to accomplish two things at one time. Dapper Labs just raised money. They raised money on the, uh, not only on Top Shot, but on their new blockchain. They're trying to do two things at one time. And mm-hmm. then you can't get money in and out. Listen, yeah. there's a lot of restrictions on money in and out when you're dealing with crypto to cash. Mm-hmm. Crypto to crypto is fine, but when you deal with crypto to cash. So now all these people want to cash out. My answer is people are really going to want to collect this tops product and they're not going to try to cash out in three seconds. So there's not going to be the same type of problem because people are really going to say, I want this, not, oh, I got a pack and I just won the lottery. I mean, I think that's a valid point, but I do think the opposite side is everyone's lining up to not miss the boat like they did with Top Shot because they think the $5 pack they bought from Top Shot uh, or from tops is going to be, you know, have the $200,000 similar LeBron James card in there. And then they are going to want to cash out. So yes, I agree. Hopefully they view this as a collecting platform, but at the same token, I put my thousand dollars in. And when I see it dropping 30%, I'm like, okay, just so I know, how do I get my money out of this? And I will say it's not been the easiest process. I, I found like a. Reddit are you talking? Post. About, are you talking about Top Shot or previous packs bought so, in wax? So the wax currency itself—that uh, is where my question lies. Is okay, great. Tops has a platform. We're using wax currency. The only thing is, how do I get my wax currency into dollars again? Like you said, it can be difficult to exchange cur- cryptocurrencies for actual U.S. dollars, but. I, th- I couldn't find like a step by step to even get anything out of there. So that I would like to see a little bit more transparency there. At the same time, I'm hoping I don't have to worry about it. I'm hoping I can take all that cryptocurrency and wax, go out and buy all the packs that I can uh, tomorrow and then just sit on it for a long-term investment. Yeah, no, I, I get you. I mean, I think that the fact that Wax already has over a million users. Listen, I started at Top Shot. Like, uh, I started covering Top Shot on, like, September 1st. And then September 30th, it became absolute, complete mayhem. And they went from zero to a million. But they had 15 employees, right? Mm-hmm. They told me, Top Shot told me that the woman who was in charge of, like, product was also in charge of helping you get your money in and out. That's how small they were. So <laughs> wow. like I can tell you right now that Wax is bigger than Top Shot was for the first month and a half when people went crazy. So they're and more I prepared for this to, rush. What'd you say? They're more prepared for the rush. They're more prepared. They've done so many okay. products already. So yeah. like, you know, again, Top Shot is still been difficult i mean still people are oh, having a ton i tried of time. to i start trying to pull my money out in february of top shot 
still cannot get anything out of it. It still says, oh, we're backlogged. Please expect, you know, another four to six weeks or something like that. And and this is the general problem, right? Like when you say you're in beta, who determines that you're in beta? Like, yeah. are you still in beta if you're doing five hundred fifty million dollars in, in 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 sales? Like to me, it'd be like, no, you can't be in beta anymore. <laughs> like that doesn't count. Like you don't determine it. If there's if there's 15 accounts that have 20 million dollars each, like beta. So, yeah. so I, I just have more general confidence with wax to start um, just because, you know, they've gone so, so much farther to yeah. begin with now that tops has gotten into them more experience. Let sure. me ask you a couple specifics about the product itself. So with, with the series one NFT of tops, these are not top shot. These are not moments, correct? No, just they're a not. still digital car. Is that anywhere down the pipeline where it's going to be a moment of a baseball play or something like that? Or are they so, sticking so to the right, digital right card? Right now, I know that Tops owns the digital rights to the digital pictures. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, that could be down the road as far as like what the negotiations are for the highlights and who owns them. I know that Dapper has obviously been extremely aggressive with mm-hmm. trying to go into all leagues and mm-hmm. like Panini, like Tops, what they know they do own is making something physical, something that was physical, digital. Yeah. So that's all I know at this time. Okay. okay. My other question too, because you brought up Tops Bunt, and that's a question people had, and I had too. Why the why the new release? Why not just build on the Tops Bunt brand? Because it seems like a similar product, essentially it's similar. And by and by the by the way, you know, I know people, and this is not obviously not speaking on behalf of Tops. I know people who've gone ham, more ham on Bunt. Because Are you saying that because I said go ham, or is this a Rebel <laughs> thing? No, did I you say go ham? I said go ham. Okay, that's fine. I am happy to hear it. Okay, I, I I I usually don't say go ham, so I must have heard it somewhere. I'll allow it; it's fine. Um, but but I think I I spoke to a guy the other day who says I am going to buy uh you know so much more bunt now because I think that that's an opportunity now that uh you know we have the series one NFTs. I think it's just a separate to call it an NFT is okay. now appropriate given that NFTs are are all over the place. So like mm-hmm. if you just say we're releasing Bunt, which by the way is like an NFT, it's the same thing. Like to say series one NFTs, it's just you announcing like, okay, sure. we have this. So I think More that's hype. important in that sense. Okay, that makes sense. So that releases tomorrow. You got to be all set up on wax. Do that quick. Drops at 1 p.m. Eastern. Let me ask you a couple quick just hobby related questions. And if I could, because uh, we get this all the time. State of the hobby. I'm sure you heard this useless term of bubble. What are your thoughts on the hobby in general as we sit today, April 19th? I don't think there's such thing as a big bubble. I think there are pockets. I think there are things that don't make sense. I think that when there are 16,000 Zion Williamson, you know, Panini, whatever rookies at, at tens and nines at tens doesn't make sense. Okay. I, I, I'm a, I'm a real scarcity person. I like real scarcity over false scarcity. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Uh, I think that when all of a sudden, like two months ago, when we started junk wax, ooh, junk wax slab, this tens is good. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like, like, no, no. An 87 tops Barry Bonds has zero value, even as a 10. Oh, you're going to give me a Tiffany? No, that's not a $20,000 card. Like things that just don't make sense, I think don't make sense. Um, mm-hmm. I, 
I, I do think that there are some interesting questions like, does 316 of a PSA 10 86 Jordan, is 316 a small number or a large number? I think that's that's a question, right? Like, because everyone says, oh, it's going to the moon a million dollars. And I said, by the end of the year, it would be 250. Why? Because there are too many people who got in at 15,000, 20,000, that 600,000 and 250 it's almost the same. You, you got to take your money off the table. Yes, mm-hmm. there are there are Gary V's who overall own, you know, a bunch of them, but they don't own 80, 85% in the market and they're not going to sit on them. So listen, I think there are pockets that don't make sense. I'd be scared if I'm in modern basketball. Um, yeah, long term. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> long, long term, I'd be scared if I'm in modern basketball in general. And I think there are other markets that I've invested in, you know, that have uh, natural scarcity, like tickets that like, okay, well, there's only five of them, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there's only eight of them. Like there's not going to be more that are going to be found. And I, I, I like natural scarcity over false scarcity. Okay. Yeah. So I, I agree there. I mean, the long term, I, I think there's a lot of money short term. You play these ebbs and flows, you know, okay. NBA, NBA I, I also think, by the, by the way, I also think that, um, you know, there's been some cards where there's been more quantity of found cards than I would I was surprised like the 1980 magic Dr. J Larry bird card, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm surprised at how many came out of the woodworks in six and sevens. Like really? Like it's very strange to me. Um, And I'm not saying there's any like fraud or anything. It's amazing since some, since I love basketball in 86 and Mm -hmm. none of us, none of us over our dead bodies would buy a 1986 Fleer basketball pack. I watched Michael Jordan. I went to games. We didn't. So I'm wondering how there's so many of those those 80 cards relative Espe- to Especially the not torn card. apart. I mean, you always yeah. hear the stories, too, of guys back then. I mean, Simmons has said the same thing, like guys tearing them apart. You know, you wanted just a bird. You don't want magic on there. But you saw <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, the perforation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you yeah. saw that. I mean, the market obviously reacted to that because, I mean, they yes. were selling for 15 grand in December. A PSA eight. Now they're doing eighty five hundred. Right, right. And I guess my overall point too, because you had tweeted something a while ago, and this is kind of what got me. It was like you know these guys saying we're in the first inning, which I'm pretty sure you haven't heard our show. And I, at first, I'm not gonna lie to you, I called Jesse. I was like, I don't know, if this is a call out. And then we got tagged because <laughs> I was like, this is exactly what I said. I said I still think we're in the second inning of a nine inning game here. And it was like, so are people putting their money where their mouth is? So I am curious, like in that. I remember that of, tweet. Yep. Well, oh, and yeah, he remembers and, us. Well, no, because like good. I said, we had just had the show about the bubble. <laughs> I said that I'm thinking I don't think the guy listens, anyways. And and I'm a big I'm a big believer in take your wins. I mean, with modern basketball, even Zion right now, I think you sell Zion right now because what does he do to improve his number? I don't know what else. They're not going to the playoffs. What else? He can't play any better. Can What's I just can like, I just say this? I have a problem yeah. with the card and performance correlation. That there's a direct relation to Zion scoring 34 points and his card. I think in COVID, someone came up with the idea like, oh, this is my play on fantasy basketball. Fantasy, instead of playing fantasy, I'm playing cards. And the truth is that that is dumb because that's a single factor. There are so many factors that go into this game. If you buy, if you're buying Luka Doncic, I had a conversation with a guy about Luka Doncic. And he said, I'm going to just hold Luka Doncic for his whole career. And I said, well, you can't say something like that. And he goes, I said, why? He goes, well, because Luka, I said, Luka Doncic over indexes in 21 to 28 year old investors. They love him. And Mm -hmm. those people have less disposable income to hold on forever. 
but I'm holding on forever. But wait a second, if they can't afford to hold on forever, then the market goes like this. So not only is it performance, right? But it's also who typically owns the cards that you're going big into? What is their net worth? What is their ability to hold? Like, so I've kind of gotten upset about that. And I, you know what? I simplified it wrongly in the first inning. There, there could be things in the first inning. The whole market is not in the first inning. Yeah, so I mean, like the Luca, just to use that example, uh, long-term, overproduced. I think you see an extreme supply at one point because of what you just said. At some point, a bunch of guys, I mean, I'm 35, I'm past that point, but at some point, I'm moving all the Lucas I have anyways. So yeah, if you're telling me long-term, I think it's horrendous. I do disagree, though, about the on-court stuff. Like, Zion numbers haven't moved in two months, and the guy's been playing on I mean, who's been better in the, in the game on-court than him the last two months? No one. Ha- and his numbers haven't moved. So I, I do think it's a lot more to do with, I think people now are to the point, let's see what they're going to do in the season. Like, if you're not going to be relevant in the playoffs right now, your numbers are hurting. Do you know what the problem in COVID was? I think the fact that we didn't have shows and we're now starting seeing, seeing shows. I remember, you know, when I go to the national and I see like a ton of the same card, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, you know, like it's a ton of the same card. And it's like, you kind of feel sad when you see a ton of the same card in this, in, in person, you know, it you're slaps like, you in the face. <laughs> it slaps yeah. you in the Everybody face. Everybody has and, Lucas. But everyone's at home, right? But everyone's at home. So mm-hmm. I think I think um, I think card companies are going to uh, you know right now like there there was a cash grab and I think card companies in general are going to be they're they're going to be great about the the scarcity doing the scarcity paying attention to it and I think people are going to be harder on it. Well, do you think the fact that the market is growing though adds to the the value, even though there may be a greater quantity out there? Because I mean, right. So that's been the other, that's been the other explanation. It is, it is now recognized as an alternative asset class for the first Mm -hmm. time. The market is definitely growing. The market is definitely growing, but I do believe that there will be people who uh, will not have the jobs that they've created in COVID. So in terms of Guys who've been able to get the the wax that they got and their breakers. I had a breaker uh, reach out to me the other day saying, can you get me boxes? Because if I can't get boxes anymore, mm-hmm. I can't be a breaker, mm-hmm. you know, and and there the supply chain chain is going to change. Yeah, it's going uh, to direct the public. That. Yeah, which yes. is perfect. Sure. Yes. I mean, not for me because I have a multi-million dollar breaking company, but <laughs> that's, that's well, okay. I, I said that to Mike since he started breaking. That's one of the reasons why I was so nervous to even get into it, because it doesn't make sense to me why there's a middleman to begin with. Like the breaker is the middleman, in my opinion. Granted, mm-hmm. I, I I wish Mike all the best. I hope it continues to work out. Oh, I don't care. But I secretly, I hope he fails. Um, <laughs> but it, it does. <laughs> it, Maybe not so it, secret. It does make me think, why isn't Panini or Tops going direct to market with all of this, especially because we see, obviously, retail prices, they don't seem to be priced accurately for the value that guys are putting on them. Guys waiting. We had someone ask a question about this, like, when do we see prices on products start to increase as far as retail product goes? Because you had guys lined up the day before outside yeah, Target, Target and Walmart, Walmart. Yeah, Target trying to get Walmart, packs. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like it was, it was the it was exactly the top shot free money thing. It's like mm-hmm. okay, if I yeah. could if I could break this at seven x, like, or I could be another middleman. Let's do another middleman. I'm gonna buy this and then sell this to a breaker or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. the, the supply chain and the way it works is broken down, and it's created jobs. And I I, I think that's probably gonna change a little bit. Yeah. Huh. I yeah, think- I think at some point. I'm going to be honest with you, Darren. I thought you were going to be a lot more combative on here. <laughs> when, we, when we started tweeting people, because I'll tell you right now, you and I'm sure you've heard this, your reputation on Twitter, everybody's like, Ravel's coming on. He's got, he's just, I'm a little disappointed. I thought you we, are. I'm, a, I'm this fiery guy from Boston. I thought we were going to argue. He wanted to. He wanted you to be mad at him. What, I'm, what you, you. I'm, I'm ready to, like, every <laughs> day I'm have, ready I don't to know. argue. I, I actually love talking about this stuff, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know. If, I'm, I don't force it either. Like, if it was something I was going to, I would have just done it. This has been very peaceful. This has been a <laughs> tranquil sorry. episode. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I accept your apology. I'm not thrilled about <laughs> it. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be curious what happens with Tops. Uh, getting back to that, I, again, that's my biggest thing with Tops. I really hope it stays a collector thing. I hope people are buying it for their kids. Honestly, I know it sounds corny. I do. Hope people buy it for their kids for five well, bucks. Well, to- Tops has a greater responsibility than anyone else. They sure, have the greatest heritage. And yeah. they have the greatest heritage. And not only that, they have the greatest archives. They have the greatest designs. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know... They have a greater responsibility to keep this hobby going, I would argue, than any other brand in the business. And I, I think, I think they understand that. Yeah, yeah. And and I do. I I really hope it stays like that. I mean, I the Top Shot thing was fine for what it is. I think it's a cash grab. I think it's going to succeed. I always say that I hate it, but I don't think it's coming. Wait, down but if by it's a means. cash, but 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 what it's going <laughs> to succeed? How f- you think it's going to continue to go? You think it's going to continue? It, it's definitely slowed. I mean, I don't think. But every time they release, what are they? Ninety thousand people the other day when they did their release. So it's and yeah, but the why are they there? Like so, I, oh, I, oh I, I agree. They're there to make money. No question. Right. Well, I think the fact yeah, too is. As any of these, if tops in their NFT moment, if their NFTs get huge, I think it only helps the top shot market and vice versa. And when NFL inevitably comes out with their own NFTs, I think it, they would all, if one succeeds, I think it helps to boost the others uh, until they di- one differentiates themselves enough to be of a more valuable play. Right now, I mean, we don't know what tops is going to look like when the actual cards come out, but... It seems to be a similar model. Granted, I know what you're saying. I know it, you, we want it to be a collector thing. But if I'm being 100% honest, I'm not a big sports guy. I'm going out and I'm buying cards and I'm probably going to hold some packs. I'm not going to open them. I may open a few packs and see what I got. And I'm going to hope that the value goes up tremendously. Right. Listen, I'm, a, I'm a sports business guy. I don't be I don't begrudge capitalism. I want to make that sure. really, really clear. I, yeah. But but for me as a collector, it's kind of like, do you really like that LaMelo ball layup? Like, uh, really? Are you I enjoying agree. that? I agree. I, I agree. That's the same with the whole moment thing. Like people are like. Oh, he shot a a free throw, and he oh, that card's worth you know three hundred dollars right now. I know they, to- I know it's uh-huh. a point, maybe two points. Oh, I don't God. know for sure, but anyways, bottom line is yes, I completely agree with that statement because those that's annoying. Like, why is anyone spending money on so that? Here, here's the X factor though with Tops and what they're doing. First of all, they're producing way way more. Top Shot has never been anywhere close to fifty thousand released at one time, which Wait, I think is I think great. They did I think they? They did, yeah. they, they did one big release, 50,000 packs, I guess. They've had, yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. regular. But, but yeah. aside from that, the releases have been like 55 to 7,500, haven't they? 
Something they, they, close. They've there. amped so, up recently. They've okay, amped so up Tops is coming then right to the market the first time. You have a ton of people. The other thing is too. I'm under no illusion. There are more baseball fans in the world than basketball. Basketball is an international market. It's not even close. So I don't think there's as much demand for Tops, and they're putting out more supply. I think those two factors alone keep it what we're talking about—a collectible thing that's attainable for people. So I hope it stays. I do. I hope it. I hope it sticks to that market. I don't care if there's a fifty-dollar card in there. I just don't want to see a hundred-thousand-dollar card because the minute we see that, it's over. Everybody's lined up. You get top shot all over again. Uh, we'll see. As long as I get the hundred thousand dollar card, I'm fine with it. So <laughs> please, you can't even get your thousand dollars back as a thousand bucks. Are you kidding me? I, no the, chance. The sad part is I'm going to invest in it, which is the the yeah, death nail for nail any in investment. So, so yeah. Well, there you go. Well, Thanks, Darren. Darren, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I, I guess we're going to talk. I mean, Topps had mentioned something down the road, either having you back on or having a player jump in once these things kind of take off. I'm assuming there's multiple series coming out. Uh, that's yeah, what we've yeah, heard anyways. And it's going to be it's going to be interesting just to see the first reaction. I mean, I think that if you look at despite the quantity, I think it's going to go relatively fast. And I mm-hmm. think it's because uh, the price point makes sense. I think people are going to buy multiple. And I also think, even though we talk negatively about top shot, I think, you know, people are going to take their shots. I think yeah, investors absolutely. are going to take their shots. Yep. Um, that's just, that's just how it is. So, um, and, I, and they, it, I say they sell out in the first hour, maybe two hours. I, I, be, I believe that. I believe that. Well, if Jesse thinks that, I'm going to say it takes like three days. Then his history. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Darren. You're not going to want to side with him if you find yourself financially matching up with him. Listen, it's, not good. it's a perfect it's track smart. record. Just because I'm wrong every time doesn't mean you couldn't follow the opposite and win Sweet every time. Kid. There Sweet you kid. go. Well, there you're you go. Welcome. We'll have to have you back on one of these days. We can like yell at each other. It'll be great. I'm telling yeah, you. I, I, was pr- all I promise up. I'll be meaner next time. <laughs> I'm sucking down Monster over here in anticipation of arguing. And the guy comes on. He's like reasonable. Good I really grief. feel good about Cut this. I got interview. so scared. Jesse gets all very right. nervous. He knows how I get. <laughs> he's very intimidated. I just so. want peace. Peace Everybody's and love. thrilled. You good know? No, you got it. You know, I, I understand. <laughs> There's great value to fighting. There really is. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You want to Darren, have a fake you fight? So much. You want to have a fake horrible fight that we could cut, and then that could be the promotion of this? Oh, it's got to no. be real. I can't okay. fake it because I'm too little. I get so worked up. I'm wearing tight <laughs> shirts and drinking Monster. It's not good. It does look yeah. like that's a smedium. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm yoked. Sm- <laughs> <laughs> Just buy little shirts. You don't got to work out. Oh, good God. deal. Well, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll tweet at you and, and do all that stuff we're supposed to do. It. I know we're going to tag tops and try to pump it up and, and send people over there. So thank you for the time. And Thanks, maybe we'll guys. catch up with you down the road. Okay. Take care. Thanks, Have a good one. Thanks. Oh, and he dropped right off. That's, you know, that, That's I love prof- that we can just continue the show. We don't have to like. Here's the other problem. Pause. Now we're continuing, and Sim is going to be like, "What are you doing?" So it's very yeah. calm. He, wa- he wanted a little Boston uh, I, attitude there. I thought we were going to disagree on the first inning thing. We didn't even disagree there. I don't know. He, what are you going to do? I can't fake. Here's the only thing I hate let, worse than when you have a guest on, you just like agree and it's all happy. Is people who then pick a fake argument. That's even that's even worse to me. So your opinions done. Not a medium shirt. It's an XL. Mm-hmm. I just happen to be. Oh, you don't own an XL shirt in your house. That's true. Giddy up. Please. It'd be down to my ankles if I did. It'd be a nighty. <laughs> um, so just to reiterate, you have to have the Wax Wallet. Get on there. W-A-X. Uh, it, it's pretty much everywhere. It's all over top of the website as of this morning. We'll drop all the links as well. Um, I think so if you yeah. go to wallet.wax.io, you can get it all set up. There you go. Uh, drops tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern is when he said, right? You got to be ready yep. to buy then. Yep. 50,000 packs. Card 
or cash. Man, or if that thing sells right out in a few hours, that's a great sign. Because especially Here's, with the first one, there's going to be a lot of the top shot mentality oh, yeah. guys too. So that, so you may be right. I think but, that and the fact that you saw the whole, uh, if you sign, they had that thing when they announced, if you sign up, you get like first a free thousand. pack or something. And yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. That was done, done in like an hour or two. I mean, I I feel like this will be something similar. Because it yeah, was like we'll 10,000. I'll be honest with you then, too. I'm happy to help Tops do this. I mean, next time, uh, good to have Darren on. I mean, especially if he's involved. He knows the business side of it. Let's get Tops to listen to the show. We're going to tag mm-hmm. him. Throw us an athlete next time for the second release. We'll get a little, yeah. bit, little bit different. So, Like Tatis. You know what, you know what we're going to do? Baseball. We've never done this before. Oh, God. Oh, Since no. we're going back to the segment. Oh, no. Give the people what they want again. <laughs> Drake, Cash, Homie? So good. I think we got a new shirt. There's your merch. All right. You made some ridiculous NASCAR thing. I don't remember who it was. It was good. It was, Jeff it was very, Gordon, 91 tracks. I remember it. people loved it. I heard yeah, a lot about it. A lot of people said it. A lot of texts. Uh, so this one comes from Indy the intern. Uh, Indy found this one. The only reason I, I the number caught me off guard, Josh Allen, so 2018 Prism, is his, 2018 is his rookie. His Prism PSA 10s are going for 1200 bucks. First of all, that's insane. We sent some cards off to get graded five day uh, at the end of whenever the AFC. Do me a favor. Look up the date of the NFC, of the AFC championship game. Chiefs, Bills. Give me the date of the AFC championship game. We sent this card in, me and my brother. The, it's his card. I sent it in for him. Before the AFC championship game. PSA 10 Prisms were doing 800 bucks at the time. People were hyped up. Maybe they beat the Chiefs. Maybe they make the Super Bowl. What's crazy about it is the PSA 10 now is doing like 1150 to 1200 in the offseason. I've never seen football move more in the offseason than it has this year. Do you have the date? Wait, who'd you say it was Kansas City and it was the Bills and the Chiefs? Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, January 19th. Okay, so we sent this in like January 10th, probably. Just got it back this week. It actually just came back in. The card is up 50%. What is weird to me though is the PSA 9 has not followed suit. You can still buy the PSA 9 for 225 to 250. 2018 Prism Josh Allen PSA 9 at 20%, 15 to 20% of what a PSA 10 is doing in the offseason. I actually think that's a good buy. Indy's the one who found that. I think, it's, I think it's smart. We're starting to see PSA 9s catch up. Populations are going to fairly, I mean, remain fairly stagnant anyways because of the grading slow and the season's coming back up. I think it's probably a solid buy. The other one is when we're going to go back to the well. And by the way, if you get that for 250 or less, I'm holding that until the season. People are high on Josh Allen. That's one of the best teams in the AFC. I don't think there's any reason to sell that before the season. The other one is a card. We've never talked. We talk about alternative brands as opposed to like just a flagship. So Duncan stuff down across the board. 1997 Duncan stuff. Mm -hmm. We're less than a month out from the the Hall of Fame ceremony this year. Uh, I believe it's, you look that up too. Uh, NBA Hall of Fame Fame induction. It's the one with Garnett, Duncan, and Kobe. So in the past, we talked about his Chrome, which went through the roof. It's come down since. We talked about the finest card, which moved up. It's come down, but although it's retained some of the spike. At 1997, Bowman's best, Tim Duncan, PSA 10, you can still get right now for under 300 bucks. I think that is a perfect card to buy. And in the short-term flip, when the Hall of Fame spike happens, because the Hall of Fame induction is... May 15th. Yeah, so less than a month away. the same day that we may be at a thing. Oh, we got to tease that, too. Are we talking about that? Yeah, okay. we'll tease that. you got to pull up the information. I forget the name of it because I'm an idiot. Yep. Um, so short term, one month from now, when the Hall of Fame induction starts up, we're going to start seeing the draft is obviously will have happened by then. That's going to pick up. Then you're going to have the playoffs starting up right after that. 
basketball is going to be on the move then anyways. So if you want to buy that card for under 300 right now and flip it, perfect. If you just want to hold that card long-term, I'm all about holding Tim Duncan stuff. So 1997 Bowman best. I think it's a great hold. Um, we were going to review. We're not doing mailbag. No done. mailbag? Okay. Now, I, do you have the straight cash homie sheet? Uh, I do have I, the I'm throwing cash a million things sheet. at you once. Let me do this day in history. If you want to have the, the update on that okay. and then that card show we're going to. Okay. So this day in history... Uh, two Boston guys, because we're a Boston bias show, and that's what we'll always be, because well, we're we're wicked biased. I, Jesse's born and raised in Jesse born uh, and raised in Nashville, by the way. Go Nashville so. Titan, ten, ten, Tennessee Titans. There you go. Nineteen thirty nine. <laughs> Ted Williams' first major league hit. Ted Williams is a guy who I think universally people agree unbelievable, as good a hitter as anybody who's ever played baseball. Always undervalued. Here's the issue with being undervalued always. I don't know if Williams stuff is ever going to move like other stuff. He's moved up with vintage. If you're looking for a slow move, that's fine. Uh, he was just on the. He just happened to be on this day in history, in sports history today, first hit ever. You're not going to lose money with Ted Williams, but he's never going to. There's never going to be a spike with him. There never has been. There never will be. Just a consistently solid, you know, slow moving investment. Fine. The other thing that's weird though, and this is relevant too. 1966, Bill Russell becomes the first African-American head coach in the NBA. Our boss? Richard Simmons is our boss. This is Bill Russell. I thought Bill it was Bill. <laughs> You're close. So, okay. um, so what's funny about Bill Russell, he had he is one of those guys who took off immensely when everything spiked in February. He's come way down. So his PSA 4 rookie, which is the 1957 tops, a PSA 4 closed on bids last night at 12000 That was That's less than half of what they were doing less than a month ago. Wow. That's a guy, though, that I do see, as opposed to Williams. I don't know what, what Ted Williams is ever going to happen, even though they're doing an NFT of Ted Williams, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> so, Williams, I don't see anything happening to move the needle. Bill Russell, total opposite. First of all, Bill Russell, cultural icon at this point. Uh, civil rights move, he was very involved there. Winning, I mean, the guy won 11 rings in 13 years, the greatest winner of all time. Anybody with a brain has him top 10 of all time in history. He's living... I know it's morbid, but when guys like that die, just like Hank Aaron, there's a huge spike in their stuff. The fact that he is down as much as he is right now, his 1961 flare card is still selling through the roof. But that 1957 rookie, if you have big money to invest long-term, I I put him on that Willie Mays level. Him and Willie Mays, to me, are the two all-time greats who I think you could buy and have a significant bump in their value uh, at some point here in the future. Uh, again, Bill Russell's just one of those dudes. Jim Brown's the other one. Those are the three to me. Mays, Bill Russell. If you email on that, we get that email a lot. Who's the safest vintage buy right now? Those are my three. Willie Mays, Jim Brown, Bill Russell. I think are the three best. So 1966 first. I believe he was a player coach that year too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you remember that, sure. I do. Two quick I, notes then. You got the two things there? Well, I have this day in history. Oh, please. Three things then. Let's, um, I can't wait. I'm excited. The Twinkie. Was actually, it's, it's, it, April 20th is actually a pretty depressing day in this day in history. Um, Adolf Hitler was born. Uh, there was a Columbine thing. Don't you understand? Not, you, you don't mention the name Hitler under any I'm circumstances just, I'm ever. Just, I'm just saying it's not a fun Are day. Are you trying except, to get us canceled? Except a little bright spot. The father of baseball. I don't know if you're familiar with Henry not. Chadwick. This is the day. Henry uh, Rowan Gardner? The kid from Henry year? Chadwick. He invented the K for a strikeout. That, what year? that was in what? Is it 1800s? He he died in April 20th, 1908. What year did he invent it, though? 
Please continue. Stop okay. asking me questions. I All told right. you everything I have. Henry Rogarner. He had he broke his arm when he came back. It was like a stop with the rookie of the year references. Like you sl- know that's my thing. It was like a slingshot. Oh my god. Is that what we're hey, talking about? What are we doing, Mike, in on May 14th, 15th, and 16th? Are those the dates? So in Wisconsin, where is it? Wisconsin yeah. Dells card show. Here's the deal. First of all, I'm not going crazy doing this whole promotional thing yet. We are going to the show, Jesse and I. I have not secured table space yet. I've been talking to Tim and Grant. They've been pleasure, pleasurable. They're very nice. They've been pleasant. Yeah. Pleasurable. They've been what? pleasant. <laughs> what if, what conversation it could be. I don't know that well yet. That's oh, fine. Um, we'll see. I, I, we're going. We're excited. Am I canceling this trip? Have you no, talked no, no, to your going. wife at all? I mean, we're you know we're getting a little free table space because we're promoting. Not free to promote on here. That's fine. We haven't talked to him yet. No problem. Sure. I've uh, been very accommodating. We will be there. I do want to do a on. I do want to do an on show, an on site show. Yes. I got to talk to Mister Simmons about hands. this though because we would have to do it Friday and then release it that same day, which is different from our schedule. I don't know how that's going to fly. So I haven't talked to anybody higher up in this company, which is everybody except for you in this company. So, so this may or may not happen. No, or, it's happening. We just got to figure out when we're recording the show because we're going to be traveling the day before to get there. So, okay. Uh, but some nice free press on our socials. Yeah, a little table space wouldn't kill you. We don't need a tall okay. table, but a little area to, to do a show because we will be masked up. I yeah. think they. Uh, yeah, I, I shake with up. my elbow, people. I don't, don't care me. if I got you the vaccine six, or not. You get when the six feet Jesse tackles you. Was there something <laughs> else you were looking up, or is that it? That was it. Let's that pretend there that's it, because I there think you something. did say something. There was else. something else. Yeah, there was definitely something else. All right, that was that's your show. Um, man, Thanks, I, I'd be guys. honest with you, I feel a little let. You know, what I feel like I feel like I just took my pre workout, and now I'm not going to the gym. So I'm just sitting here jittery. I was all you amped up to, to argue a, with Darren. You're gonna have a bowel experience that I do not. <laughs> as long as it doesn't have to at the dog park, we're fine. No <laughs> facilities there. That's fine. Uh, we will be back on Friday. No new releases this week. A bunch of soccer. Nothing else special. On the oh, there's camp. big soccer news that we can't talk about because we know nothing about it. However, someone can. Oh, yeah. That's Chris what we're going to do. We're going to tease the next. So Thursday is nothing. I don't think we have anything happening Thursday. Guest wise. Uh, that's fair. Okay. Continue. But on Monday. So next Tuesday's show, Adam Lefko is joining us. Yeah. I'm actually pretty pumped about that. Lefko's got a huge following. He's like a big time. I think he's a TNT guy, if I'm not mistaken, on the basketball desk. That's in time for the basketball draft, too, which will be cool. Getting a little closer to playoffs, see some of the moves there. So we'll have him on the show that Thursday, which would be, what, the 29th or something? 29th. Okay. We are having, uh, you call him Chris. He'll always be Jack to me. I don't actually know Chris Jack, Ryan. Jack. But when, I, when we tease that Chris Ryan was coming on the show, we got a whole bunch of response. He is like a... People like him soccer aficionado i don't think he's in the hobby side of soccer he's an on-field guy so you and india are gonna have to pull up some numbers guys Corey, you're gonna ask I'm gonna, about i'm gonna need you to come off mute here is chris ryan british no yes or no he's not what the... but i think does he go by jack ryan yes or no <laughs> he does not i think maybe chris has some british family i could be wrong about that this is disappointing i thought i was gonna be talking to a brit I was going to be, hey, welcome over on the other side of the pond. With the- Are you gargling COVID? What is wrong with you? <laughs> what a creep. All right, so yeah, so Lefko next Tuesday's show, Thursday or next Friday, Chris Ryan. Yes. I'm going to ask him about this. That's my first question. Do you go? How do you feel about the name Jack? <laughs> Jack. So let's... anyways, I'll have to reach. I actually got to reach out to this guy. Too. I'd like to say hello to him before we just have him on the show. Randomly. No, spontaneous. That's how we do it. There you go. 
All right. Anything else to add? Anything on your life? People want to know. Uh, you don't have to no, that. my life is the podcast. I eat, breathe, and sometimes sleep. Podcast. I sleep. Strong on the way to end the show here. Sports I, cards nonsense. Twitter. Instagram, you know I'm not allowed Facebook. to talk at the end of the show. Sportscardsnonsense.com for card services. If you're looking to help grading, consigning, any of that crap, make sure you check out the website. There's merch on there as well. Uh, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network and our boss, Richard, sweating with the oldie Simmons. <laughs> he said he was coming back on the middle of April. Middle of April's mm-hmm. come and gone. Not great. Do you think it's because we haven't used his real name in about a month? Maybe he's like, man, these guys are really <laughs> into like working out. Well, why is Richard Simmons coming on the show? That's the nonsense part, Bill. Maybe that's what it is. It's going over Bill's head. <laughs> Could be. Anyways, there you go. Peace. Catch up with you guys Friday. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.